This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. A common sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katz and Rita Cosby. Katz and Cosby on 77 WABC. Uh, let's uh, let's go to uh, Mark Siegel. Yeah, Dr. Mark Siegel, and, and you've got some interesting stuff as we're talking about social media, about uh, teens to, and gotta, social media. Yeah, I want to get to that, but I first want to comment on Miranda, who I, I think the world of, and I, I wish I had her accent. I wish I could buy it. And, 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 and <laughs> How number about two, number two, no, uh, she's right. right about artificial intelligent lying. And by the way, Chat GPT just failed the gastroenterology boards. I'm happy they failed something because they passed the radiology boards. But I think the question is, does, does your doctor lie or only the, or only Chat GPT lying? I'm not sure. I mean, there's too much lying everywhere these days. But Chat GTP is, needs a lot of work. And artificial intelligence is a very exciting research tool for medicine. Mm-hmm. Very exciting. But it needs to be a co-pilot, not a pilot. It's something we can use to gather more information quickly, not something yeah, that should get it, out of control. It can, use, and take our it can be used as a checkoff list on everything and give, yes. and give the doctor recommendations of what the, on the checkoff list so the doctor doesn't miss anything. But to make a, 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 an, a, an intelligent uh, decision... I'm not sure we have computers that are capable of doing that. Yeah, that are neutral. They, they, you they, know? We, we, we have programmers that can create al- algorithms to put it into a direction. But to actually create a, uh, an artificial intelligence uh, in the way we know intelligence, or the way our brains work, Right. No. And the human touch, too. And the doctor's touch, too. By the way, I completely agree with John, maybe with the exception of the Fed. I mean, the way our economy is going, maybe we could just stick a computer in there and do better. I don't know. We would definitely do better. Uh, Dr. Siegel, Ed Cox, so you said that that artificial intelligence uh, actually passed the radiology boards. They took them, they answered the questions, people graded them, and it passed? Yeah, but but listen, look at the difference between radiology and some of the more clinical pursuits. I mean, radiology, and I still think with radiology, John is right that even with radiology, I want a radiologist there. But you know, but you know, the the research tools for radiology are accumulating mass databases and making comparisons and predictions that are based on actual real imaging, so they can be very very helpful. One example is uh, Sybil up at Harvard is actually looking at signs that may pre go before lung cancer. In other words, signs that occur before you ever get lung cancer, and they ended up with about an 85% accuracy rate. Another point that they made up at Harvard, uh, Dr. Bradella told me that they're using uh, artificial intelligence to look inside bones for the amount of fat you have there on CAT scans that were, t- that were done to look at livers or kidneys, and they accumulate so much data that they can actually relook at it using computers. But the information then has to be interpreted by doctors. Well, so radiology, I think it can help a lot. And that's my point, Dr. Siegel. Um, you know, Ed, and I think what Ed and John were hitting at, too, is that you still they can have the information. But I still want to have that human touch. 
you know, and, and, and a, and a person, you have to customize it and, and know the person. There's so many things, as you know, as a doctor to just say, Hey, I'm going to give it to AI. I wouldn't feel comfortable with that. Completely, completely agree with that. You know, and the, and the analogy I use is the co-pilot. Again, you want the, the computer. Nobody here, nobody would vote for a computer landing a plane. I wouldn't want to be on that plane. But, you know, but the computer giving giving instrument readings to, to, to pilots is, is, is an advantage. Same in the operating room. Somebody's asking me, are we going to have computers operating? Never, never. But artificial intelligence belongs in the operating room assembling data for the surgeon to use. Well, and by the way, speaking of um, uh, pilots, John's a pilot. He's going to have to tell you his, he's got some good stories about being a pilot someday. Uh, I'm going to tell you over the next dinner. <laughs> oh, I, can we fly there to the next dinner? Absolutely. <laughs> John could do it. John could do it. Well, many times we've flown to Montreal for dinner. Many times we flew to Bermuda for dinner. You told a good story at the book event the other day, uh, the Vegas landing. <laughs> Margo was laughing. <laughs> oh, well, we, uh, <laughs> we took off from San Diego Airport and... Uh, uh, we were going over um, uh, the Rocky Mountains, and we were at 31,000 feet, and we lost the right engine. Wow. And? But it has a happy ending. The single ending. engine performance <laughs> on that Hawker jet was 23,000 feet, and the, uh, and, the rock, uh, and the mountains were at 26,000. And? Oh, so what right. happened? You were, and give us the, we, give us the we, happy ending. We declare an emergency. We're going to go into Phoenix Airport. All the passengers were yelling and screaming, why are we going to Phoenix? Let's go to Las Vegas. <laughs> and then you had, uh, but he, he, had to, he had to call Margo and say, uh, we got rerouted to Las Vegas. She was like, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw her at the book party too, but she didn't say one bit of this, by the way. Anyway, you wanted, you wanted to ask me about social media, right? Go ahead. Tell yeah, us. real quick, if you could, Doctor. So, so I interviewed the Surgeon General about that this week, and he's, he's actually onto something here. He says the tech companies and that the, uh, the social media companies don't pony up the data, that it's deliberately addicting kids and teens, that they get addicted. Maybe they think they're joining a group that has their interests at heart, but then they get bullied and they get, and the aggression goes up and the depression, the, the more you're on social media, the more depressed you get. And, and, and I think that the solution involves doctors too. It involves families. It involves doctors. It involves more in-person time, less social media time. But I think the biggest point that's coming up here is it's a generational thing. My kids are a little older and they laugh at this, but if you've got a 10-year-old now, you've got a problem. Yeah, that is a big, big issue. Well, Dr. Mark Siegel, thank you so much. We love having you here on the show. And now you know that John's a pilot and also a computer programmer as well. You got I'm it, right? I'm going with him on, on a plane flight, but he better have both engines. That's all I have to say. <laughs> good advice. And go to Vegas with him, too. He's good at gambling, too. By the oh, my way. God, yeah. Thank, all right. you. thank you, Dr. Mark Siegel. We appreciate it.